This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Bottom of the hour to be a woman named Sharice Trump. Not related to Donald Trump. She is the um, executive director of a, of a, I think it's called Speech, Speak Free or Free Speech. What, Sam, do we know what it's called? I should probably know what this is Let called. Let me look. If you, if you, see, Carrie, it's what happens when you get a little older. Mm-hmm. Need to write or, things down. Or... I just I had not met the woman before, and she's part of an organization that's act, actually out there fighting for free speech. And there's a case in Colorado right now where a web designer has sued the state of Colorado because of a law it has that where the government basically gets to tell you, it's speechfirst.org, speechfirst.org. Um, thank you, Sam. Um, where the state gets to tell you what you can and can't say or how you can or can't express yourself. And this is similar to the baking issue where gay couples were asking bakeries that they knew wouldn't do it to bake a cake and then suing them for not baking it. Um, this is a woman who's getting ahead of it saying, well, wait a second, I'm a web designer and I have no problem designing a website for somebody. If they want me to do something, though, that goes against my, my free speech beliefs or my expression beliefs or my religious beliefs, I shouldn't have to. And the state of Colorado is saying that you do have to. This has made it to the Supreme Court. We'll talk to, um, to Sharice about that. And again, she's from an organization called Speech Free or Speech First. He said, "I want to say the word free for some reason." <laughs> Speechfirst.org. Uh, go there and uh, and check it out, and stick around for that interview at the bottom of the hour. The coming up in just a couple of minutes here, we're going to have a, a story of yet another teacher being exposed by libs of TikTok, and uh, libs of TikTok is just a it's just an account on Twitter. She happens to follow me. She was outed by the Washington Post and what her name was and her addresses. She was doxxed, basically, to try to stop her from doing what she's doing. And all she's doing is taking whole cloth videos from TikTok and posting them on Twitter saying, this is a teacher who posted this on TikTok and you're not going to believe what she has to say. She's not adding to it, not taking away from it. She's not uh, embellishing at all. Just, just showing the videos of these lib teachers saying nutty things. And I'm glad she is. Because she exposes them, and hopefully parents will take action to make sure these teachers don't work in these uh, in these school districts anymore. We we'll do all that and more, but first we we know it's a Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Yes, it is. La dee da da dee da. What? The chat said they love you. I can't play Taco Tuesday. No. Taco. I've got my tacos, my radio. Taco. A little salsa, I'm ready to go. I said taco. No enchilada, no cheesy nacho. That is scary, by the way. Taco Tuesday. That's full. That's it. Taco. Now me and Polo, we'd like the hot sauce. Indeed. Joe like Teresa, cause he's the boss. Uh-huh. From Carrie Larkin, she's full of corn tortillas and beans. 
You're such a child. I'm <laughs> a child. What a baby. I'm a child. You're pouting. Come on. I played the other ones for like three weeks in a row. I know. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Polo. What's going on? Taco. Indeed. Indeed. See that, Carrie? What? That's a team player. When I show you on the camera, I see your bottom lip come out. <laughs> well, that song, that stupid song, doesn't talk rocks. about Polo it like rocks. that. No. Well, no. It just says that Polo's cool and he's eating some stuff. And I know. We're, we're just having a and good we time. we all know what it says about me. So right. It says, it says the truth. <laughs> it's not the truth. You're, no. you're the gassy part of the team. What's the no, problem? No, 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 what, no. What are you talking no. about? That's why I hate no, that no, song. No, let me ask you this. Did you present that that offer to your sons or you forgot again? Oh, you know what? I, I totally forgot. They can't use 100 bucks totally. for Christmas? For, of course they could, yes. All right. Hopefully I remember when I get home. For those we'll watching see. and listening, the challenge is I need either um, uh, Luke. I'm sorry, what's your other son's name? Seriously. Ex- exactly right. Jake, right? Jake and Luke. Yes, okay. I know their names. I don't even play. <laughs> so um, uh, if Luke or Jake will take video and audio of mom, chocolate voice, riding down the road, singing along with the radio, I got a $100 bill for him. <laughs> now, not for both of them. They can't both do it. Whoever gets it to me first gets the $100, but you keep forgetting to tell I, them. I do keep forgetting. All right. I will try to remember. Because you know tonight. Dan Wilson, Bon Jovi comes on the radio. She's like, ah! Oh, you know it. You know it. Yep. <laughs> Top of my lungs. Now, it's, it cannot be, if it looks like it's planned and you're acting it, I'm not giving them anything. <laughs> okay. You can't play I that game. I want that. this to be secret. <laughs> okay. I want it to be sneaky. Mm-hmm. I want it to be, I want it to be undercover video. <sighs> okay. All right. I will try to remember bucks. to let them it's know. It's almost Christmas. They could, they're poor. I know. They're kids. They could totally use $100. Hello? When I was their age, me? they could totally use it. Yeah. Let's see how many so let's water go. burgers that would buy. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's like, that's like a full week. <laughs> I know. So I um, uh, now let's let's do this thing. And again, let me just explain it again. There's an account on, on Twitter called Libs of TikTok. And all she does, and it's a she. I'm not going to say her name, but it's out there. All she does is go and take aggregate videos from TikTok, real videos. She's not cutting them off, not editing them, not, not altering them at all, and just putting them on, on Twitter and saying, this is a teacher um, who is uh, racist against whites, or here's a teacher that's pushing trans uh, agenda, or here's a teacher that's pushing or grooming kids, and she's been attacked like she needs to be completely kicked off of Twitter because how dare she ever show a full video Somebody has posted over on TikTok on, on Twitter. Now, Carrie, there's a story attached here because this one is egregious. I'm going to ask you, and if you don't give an opinion later, I'm going to ask you as a mom what you would think about this if you heard mm. that one of your kids' teachers does this. Okay. But go ahead and give us the story first. From The Blaze, a California English teacher recently posted several controversial videos on social media claiming teaching children how to write properly is rooted in white supremacy and vowed to begin the school year with a different approach to teaching linguistics, Fox News Digital reported. Marta Schaefer, an English teacher at Oroville High School in Northern California, posted videos to TikTok claiming that white supremacy culture runs deep in public schools. What do I mean by that? Schaefer stated, well, let's look at how we write essays. Start with an introduction that includes a thesis. Always cite your sources. Use transition words like however and therefore. They're all made-up rules. They're arbitrary. They were created by Westerners in power. 
According to Schaefer, the IQ bell curve and the SAT are also problematic and racist. The writers of these tests are made up mostly entirely of white people, and they still are, she said. In Schaefer's social media bio, which she recently deleted, she described herself as an ally to LGBT youth and another cringy millennial. As an educator, I'm constantly worried if I'm part of the problem, stated Shaver. Public education is an institution that upholds lots of problematic systems in our society, like white supremacy and misogyny and colonization, etc. I try to undermine that BS in my classroom as much as I can. Schaefer referred to writing rules and proper grammar as the language of power and said she would start the school year with a unit honoring how we talk rather than teaching students how to write properly. Okay, any opinion? You're the mom, your kid comes home and says, well, hey, I'm going to have a problem today. with this. Teach my child how to write properly. Yes, I do want that. I do. And I don't think that's rooted in white supremacy. You know why? Because I'm white. Because you're white. Because <laughs> you're white. Exactly I know. Right. I know. All right, so let's, let's break this down. This woman, by the way, you couldn't see her, is white. Mm-hmm. She's whiter than Carrie, which is hard to do. Hey, um, hey. What? I'm I just talking to the people. Take that as a compliment, actually. What do you mean? So. I'm just talking about skin tone. What do you care? Mm, Don't yeah. be racist. Racist. <laughs> so, uh, this is a white woman who clearly has some weird white guilt that she walks around with. And she wants to say that the educational system is rooted in white supremacy because she probably sees that certain minority communities are doing not as good or not as well as some white communities in certain areas. Now, if you go to the Appalachians and, you know, in Appalachia, there are a bunch of poor white kids that probably have poor school districts that aren't learning very well either. And that's really the root of the problem is the school system and the school district. But let's go back to what she said, that you can't write term papers because it asks for a hypothesis and says words like, however. However is not a very big word, first of all. therefore. Right, and therefore. So, however, and therefore, suddenly is rooted in white supremacy and colonialism and misogyny, too, somehow, and so on. Let me make this clear. I do what I do for a living because I have a a great mastery of the English language. So does Carrie. So does Polo. So does Sam. We're able to broadcast and succeed in this job because we know words and can say them and convey how we feel and communicate through using those words. It's a real benefit to what I do. But guess what? It's not just to the speaking arts. It's also when you're working for anybody anywhere. Somebody shows up and you're at Walmart and they have a question. You have to be able to communicate with them in an effective, very direct way and make sure you understand them, they understand you. You need language. You need the language of the land where you are. Now, we don't have a, a, an official language, but our national language here is still English. That's what it is. Now, it's not English like British English. That is different. In some senses, it's English like American English. And although there are people who speak a bunch of different tongues, there are a lot of a lot of Spanish speakers now in this country. There are speakers of every language in this country. The most successful people in this country speak English and speak it well. There is no CEO I know of that is rooted in America, that is running an American company that doesn't have a mastery of the English language in America, period. All of our founding documents are in English. You need to learn them so that you can know what the rules are and what the governance is here in this country. The idea that we can somehow just whole cloth say, you know what? That's racist. That's misogynistic. That is colonialism or whatever you want to say because some people are failing is a cop out. 
And here's what I mean. This is a teacher. This isn't somebody who's watching teachers and saying, they're this and they're that. She's in it. And she's saying, this, these communities are not doing as well as these communities, and that's because America bad. Where my response is, those communities aren't doing as well as these communities because you suck as a teacher. My response further is, these communities aren't doing as well as those communities because instead of fixing the broken educational system, which is not broken because of racism or misogyny or colonialism, it's broken because you're trying to stop standardizing an education for people. Until we fix that, it's never going to change. Let's find out why in black and Hispanic neighborhoods, generally speaking, the education is not as good as in white or Asian neighborhoods. Why is that? Why is why is it okay for those schools to fail where the schools in the other areas aren't failing? Why isn't this a great argument for school choice? And here's what I mean. If there's a voucher system for the amount of money it would take to educate your child and your public school is failing in your neighborhood where it is in largely black and Hispanic areas, why wouldn't it be better for the, for the student and for the parent to have that money from taxpayers that would be used for education and send your child to a charter school, a school that's connected with a college, to a school that is a private school? Why wouldn't that be better? Because now we can, A, offer an option for a better education for your kid, and B, force the public school in that area to get better. Why isn't that a winner all the way around? It's not a winner because the teachers' unions don't want to lose the money. It's not a winner because the Department of Education doesn't want to lose the money. It's not a winner because the public school system wants to have a monopoly on education. So they get useful idiots like this who, believe me, she believes what she says in this video. I'm not pretending that she's acting. She believes it. We've got idiots like this pushing it. People like this pushing it. But the reality is, it's not a failure of a system that somehow has a white supremacy or white first mechanism involved. It's a failure of these neighborhoods and our governing system in those neighborhoods not doing better for the people in those neighborhoods. I want everybody to get an equal opportunity at education. But the education isn't the problem. If you're teaching correctly and everybody is ingesting what you're, what you're putting down, then everybody gets to benefit. But if you're not teaching correctly and you want a crutch of white supremacy or racism or misogyny or colonialism, you're the loser here. Go to the root of the problem. Find out why some neighborhoods and some kids aren't doing as well as others. Fix the problem that, that's happening in those neighborhoods and keep teaching the proper education that they need to succeed in life. Because you dumbed down education because somebody yelled racism, then you're, you're actually doing a disservice to the students. They're going to get out of school and fail flat on their faces. And when they do, idiots like this lady are going to say it's because the system's racist. When I'm going to say it's because you suck as a teacher. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Great to have you. 
Glad that you've chosen to check out the Joe Pag Show today. We've got a great interview. Sharice Trump, no relation. At the bottom of the hour, she is from a, a great organization that I just found out about today, to be honest with you, um, called Speech First. And you can go to speechfirst.org and see what they do. It's about the case out of Colorado, where a Colorado web designer is suing the state to say, you can't tell me how I need to express myself in my business. It's a very interesting case, and arguments were actually heard yesterday, and I think maybe some today, and uh, it's an interesting one. Make sure you stick around for that. We get into a lot of stuff about free speech, freedom of religion, and so on. Very, very interesting stuff. In the meantime, i um, got to tell you about Stamps.com. Stamps.com always takes care of your business. If you're in the business of shipping, doing online stuff, they're really here to help you through the holiday season. Slaying through traffic at the post office is not fun. Inbox more like a blizzard. Then like a winter wonderland, yep, it, it kind of is. We're rushing to send cards and gifts to your loyal clients. It's not easy. It isn't. It really gets wound up. But this is the time of the year that you make your money. And this is the time of the year that you can show people that they can come back to you and rely on you. So get Stamps.com. It's your one-stop shop for all your shipping and mailing needs. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over a million businesses. Get your access right now to the USPS and UPS services you need to run your business and save a bunch of money up to 86% off. It's a stress-free solution for every small business. Use Stamps.com to print postage wherever you do business. All you need is a computer and a printer. And if you're running an online store, Stamps.com uh, works seamlessly with all the major shopping carts and marketplaces. The holiday season is here. Get with Stamps.com right now. Go there. Sign in with promo code PAGS for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. It's all free. No long-term commitments or contracts. Go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page. Enter my name, PAGS, P-A-G-S. Make that happen right now. Let me go to uh, Curtis in Florida. Curtis, what's going on? Hi. Well, Joe, I've listened uh, to you for a long time, first time calling, and um, and I just jumped in the car uh, to make my, my nightly trip to the grocery store, and I didn't hear the lady that you're talking about, but yeah. I heard pretty everything you said, and, and you're, you're spot on. Um, I, I've got, I just want to add just a little bit, um, you know, having taught in, in, in Europe and South America and here, private schools and public schools since 1995, 96, um, 95 was in Massachusetts. I just got to say, they, 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 we don't have very many real teachers left. They've driven us all out. If we can't teach and create a, an, a learning environment and be creative at, at all levels, we have to follow a script we're going to do something else because we can make more money doing other things. Yeah. I, I've gone into the homeschooling world. I've been in, in the homeschooling world of, the, of academia for 15 years now, but I, I, probably just, I just left the classroom because they, they won't let us teach. There are still some good teachers hanging on, a couple of good administrators, but my main thing is they don't pay us. Overseas, they have really good teachers in lots of places, and even here in this country, there's a few good teachers around in certain sections of the country and they make sure that they're very diverse, very, very, uh, they're teachers. They're not, they don't just know knowledge. They yeah. know how to manage children and create an environment of learning and have those aha moments with children. But when they won't let us do that, we're going to go somewhere else and do something else because it's, it, that's not why we're there. They, certainly for the money we're there to real teachers are there to create an environment of real teaching. And we teach reading, writing, and arithmetic. We don't teach politics. Yeah. 
Exactly. I got to tell you something. I love your passion. and I love that you called in, Curtis, because I think you're exactly right. Um, At the end of the day, teachers are not allowed to teach anymore. I remember growing up and going to school in the early 70s through the 80s, and I remember my teachers really being engaged. Some of them not as much. Some of them would really go above and beyond. Some of them would be very demonstrative in how they taught. And it really did offer a different way of learning to the different the diversity of the classroom. And all of us walked out doing better, getting better grades, having a great wealth of knowledge. And I really got to believe that those of my generation got more of a benefit out of public school than those of this generation, especially with teachers like that lady that we played earlier. Keep it here. Big interview coming up. This is the Joe Pegg Show.